Whipper. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. So you know how to walk. You know how to dance. You ever dance with the devil in the van? Hello and welcome to another episode of This Week in Salsa. And today on the show, I want to share with you, I use this software called Lyft. And Lyft is about setting daily habits in your life, checking in on those daily habits to hopefully improve. And I got to thinking, I actually got an email from them related to this with how we improve in anything. And of course, salsa and bachata and all of these Latin dances is an example of that, of how we improve as dancers over time. And there was an email that came through from the CEO and co-founder of Lyft. And I want to share an excerpt from that because I think it really helps to understand this process that we're going through as we become better dancers. So deliberate practice. Some of you may have heard the Malcolm Gladwell concept concept of 10,000 hours. This is the phrase inside of deliberate practice that people are most likely to have heard of. This is also my least favorite concept ever presented. All it explains is a limit on how much practice is worthwhile. It's not even very exact. The actual research showed a range of 5,000 to 20,000 hours. Worst, it makes deliberate practice seem like the ultimate in delayed gratification. The truth is that deliberate practice is research about how important it is that you practice in a certain way, quote, if you care about improvement. The research talks about an experienced non-expert. Imagine that you work in one job for 10,000 hours, but don't take it very seriously. At the end of that job, you'll claim that you're a five-year veteran, but really you're barely improved from when you first started. Let's not be that person. That's why deliberate practice matters. Here's a web definition for deliberate practice. Focused, grueling, repetitive practice in which the subject continuously monitors his or her performance and subsequently corrects, experiments, and reacts to immediate and constant feedback with the aim of steady and consistent improvement. I love the words grueling in there. Here's how I would describe deliberate practice. Decompose your goal into smaller skills. Then practice those skills individually. Then increase the difficulty of your practice so that you're always in a sweet spot of engaged difficulty that lies between triviality and demoralizing failure. For a lot of goals, it's easy to imagine a specific example of deliberate practice. A basketball player might shoot 100 free throws. Then, as they get more experienced, they might sprint laps before shooting free throws in order to simulate the fatigue of shooting in a game. So there's actually some more to that email, but this is the most relevant part when it comes to dancing and salsa dancing. And gosh, that definition of deliberate practice, it, it really strikes through there, right? And that's, that's why I imagine when you talk to the best salsa dancers, and now I've gotten the opportunity to speak with many of them, I see that. I see that in the beginning, especially, but also continuing on, is that they have this focused effort. Uh, they have this focused effort and this focused um, dedication to continuous practice also with these feedback loops. So as they're doing things, they're constantly monitoring their progression, seeing how it fits and how well they're doing along that track. So as you go through, um, 
I also want to remind you that there are those dancers out there that have been dancing for 10 years and are not getting any better than year one as just as good as year 10. I know those dancers, and it's sad to say, right? Because if you're continually working on something, you should be getting better, but it's not by default. If you don't care about getting better and you're not taking an active approach in your learning to get better, you're not going to get better just by putting in the time. So that's beautifully phrased there with this 10,000 hours idea. It's not just about the time that you put in, but it's the quality of the work and the focused effort um, on that work when you're practicing. So keep that in mind this weekend as you're going through here and hopefully getting better at salsa, taking classes, going to workshops, going to congresses. Think about that with how you're practicing, not just the time that you're putting into practice. I hope you enjoyed this episode of This Week in Salsa. And while we're wrapping up, I want to share with you our new sponsor, which is MySalsaOnline.com, run by Joel Dominguez and Maria Palmieri. If you know the show, you know that we interviewed Joel not too long ago. He has a lot of great knowledge, and all of that he put into the Salsa Bootcamp DVD. So this Bootcamp DVD, it's meant for beginners, but you know what? Beginners is a very general term. I'll tell you, I watched the DVDs myself. I went through the exercises myself. I've been dancing Salsa for five years, and I learned a lot of stuff. You know, I think the biggest thing is that they teach Salsa differently in New York, and New York Salsa is the best in the world. So things that they talk about in this DVD, understanding salsa music, uh, basic salsa steps, turns, leading, and following. They break down both sides, as well as uh, shines, footwork. There's a lot of information here, guys, so it's worth checking out. If you want to take a look and see what it's all about, go to bootcamp.thisweekinsalsa.com. That will take you right to the page. So go check it out through that link to support the show. Uh, if you do make a purchase, a part of that will go towards funding This Week in Salsa so we can continue putting on great podcasts here for you.